This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. You can't be casual with God, because God will always demand your reverence and respect. What does that mean? Pastor Ray is no stranger to the subjects that most Christians love to talk about. Grace and mercy, divine healing, forgiveness of sin, miracles, faith and hope, angels, and of course, prosperity. Others, repentance, prayer and fasting, generosity, integrity, forgiveness of others, and godly sorrow seem to be less popular because they involve the always uncomfortable emotion of conviction. This week's five-day lesson, Fear of the Lord, falls in neither of these categories and certainly doesn't mean what most think it means. Unlike life's most common fears, fear of man, fear of failure, and fear of death, this fear has nothing to do with terror or fright, but all to do with an awesome reverence and respect for an almighty, all-powerful, all-loving Father. Stay tuned for today's message and Pastor Ray's powerful explanation of what fearing God really means. God requires something, but we've brought God down to this, to this realm, and I'm just shocked. I talk to Christians, and I am shocked of the things that people do. Christians who call themselves Christians say that they're saved and, and they believe in Jesus and they're involved in relationships, in sexual relationships outside of marriage. Talking to a man recently, claimed to be saved for 15 years and, and I made mention about, um, uh, it was just in passing, but I had made mention about somebody, you know, uh, that was dating somebody and, and um, you know, and, and he looked, you know, fooling around and he looked at me like, well, that's okay, you know, we mess up once in a while. I'm like, what? Where is your head? You have lost your brains. What is wrong with you? You need to get saved all over again. Let me give you a Holy Ghost whipping right now. Yes, we love the sinner. Yes, we're here to restore the sinner, but we cannot accept the sin. We hate the sin because God hates sin. I don't know. I'm just fired up about it. It just bugs me. It bugs me because there's so many forces out there that are trying to water us down. And man, it's time for us to turn it up. We live in some pretty evil days, man. We need God and we need the power of God. We need signs and wonders and miracles. We need an outpouring of God's spirit like we have never had it before. Some, some new people coming into Christianity, they don't even know what a sign or a wonder is. They don't even know what a miracle is. They don't even know what healing is. You talk to them about healing. You talk to them about signs and wonders. They look at you like you have two heads. All they want to talk about is getting along in life and getting blessed. And what can I get out of God? There's more than just getting blessings like money and clothes and cars and houses. There's much more. There are even better blessings than that. A greater blessing is to come upon a sick person and say, silver or gold, I have, I have none.
done, but what I have in the name of the Lord Jesus. Rise up and walk and watch him get up and walk. Where's the power? Where's the anointing? Where's the demonstration? I'm going to tell you what. It's gone in many places because the fear of the Lord has gone out the door. When the fear of God is present, the miracles, the outpourings, the demonstrations, the manifestations of God's spirit will be there. But we've lost so much of the fear of God. We've learned how to deal with the terror, fright, the, the phobias. Phobos is the Greek, meaning that's the bad kind of fear. That's the fear, the terror, fright, afraid of this or afraid of that. It's that kind of fear, that, we, that phobia, phobos. We've spent so much time dealing with that that we have forgotten that the way to get rid of the phobias is to turn to the God of love and to fear him. But there are people that fear their phobias more than they fear God. There's something wrong with that. Did you hear what I just said? You react more strongly to the phobias in your life than you do to the fear of almighty God. You know what the Bible says? Don't fear man who can hurt you and kill the body, but fear the one, the Lord, who can kill both body and soul and throw it into hell. Oh, come on. We're more afraid of people than we are God. We're more afraid of what people think about us than what God thinks about us. We react more strongly and try to go out of our way to please people more than we go out of our way to please God. And that goes to prove that we, we, oh man, we have a greater fear of humans than we do of almighty God. Man, when you fear God and you realize how awesome God is and how much God is in control of your life, you can't fear man. Man presents no fear whatsoever because I live with a greater fear inside. I fear, I live with this reverence and this respect for almighty God. That's why I can't lose control of my life. You can't, we can't lose control of our thinking, of our emotions. I got to preach like this. Because we're preaching against some stuff, man. Let me tell you what. As these days are progressing, my job's getting harder. It's getting harder. It's getting harder because people are getting squirrely, getting off track, getting off base, lopsided, stuck in a ditch one way or the other. Man, we got to get back. We got to get back to some of our foundation principles, some of the things we learned when we first started. And number one thing is fear of the Lord. Don't you be thumbing your nose at God. Don't you think that you're the master of your own life. God is in control. He's God. That's why we live holy and righteous and clean. We live according to the word and we do what, what God requires for us to do. Every time I stand up here to minister or I'm out in the, in the community ministering, whatever I'm doing, hospital visit, house visit, whatever it be, phone call, person comes in to sit beside me, you know, sit in front of me to counsel or whatever it be. Everything I do, I'm constantly aware that I'm doing this as a representative of God. And I better be careful that I don't mix me up in this. 
Because God doesn't want any unholy and unclean things mixed up with his work. That's why, I don't know, I don't know how some ministers can get to the point where there can be sin in the pulpit. And they still get up on a, on a, on a Sunday morning and preach. I, I could never do that, man. If I, was, if I was living in some gross sin, I don't think I can even walk in this building. Now, rightfully so, this is the place you want to be to get clean, to get fixed. But I'm talking about as the pastor. I don't think I could turn around and face you if I were living like that goes to prove that we've become so casual with God and we've lost the fear. We've lost the fear of God. The awesome respect, realizing, recognizing who he is and remembering who we are. Nothing. Say it, nothing. nothing. I don't care how many, how many letters you have after your name, before your name, under your name, on top of your name. I don't care where, honey, let me tell you what. Brother, sister, we are all the same in the sight of God, nothing. When you stand before God, he ain't going to address you That's by your right. title. Come on. He ain't going to look at me and say, Pastor Ray, uh-uh. He ain't going to look at you and say, you know, this or that. He's not going to address you by your title. He's going to look at you for who you are. And the books of life are going to be opened up. And all the things we did in the name of Jesus are going to be, they're recorded, they're being recorded right now. See, nobody preaches about this. Nobody preaches about the judgment seat of Christ. Judgment seat of Christ. Man, I'm going to tell you what, you know, this is going to fall at the feet of pastors and I believe they're going to be held accountable for this because they're going to be people that are going to get before heaven and at the judgment seat of Christ. That's the place where all Christian believers are going to stand. There's two courtrooms, judgment seat of Christ and a great white throne. You don't want to be in the great white throne room. If you walk in and you see a big white throne room, you know you are in the wrong place. Because there's only one way out of that thing, and that, that is into eternal damnation. But there is a place called the judgment seat of Christ. Nobody preaches this. Judgment seat of Christ, where the books will be open, and everybody will stand before Jesus, and he will begin to go down all the things that you did in his name, and he will begin to give out rewards. Nobody preaches about that. But I also believe that there are going to be some people going to stand there and going to get any rewards because they didn't do nothing. Except grumble, complain, Preach. cause all kinds of, kinds of problems. There'll be people that were supposed to do things that they didn't do. They held back. That's going to be recorded in the book. Now, no one's going to suffer the loss of heaven and the blissfulness and the peace of heaven, but we are going to suffer the loss of rewards. Rewards that you could have had that you didn't, you didn't get because you, 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 nobody's preaching this. Everybody's preaching about get rich, be successful, have a great life. But nobody's preaching about the great white throne. Nobody's preaching about the judgment seat of Christ. No one's telling anybody that there's a hell just like there's a heaven. And hell is full of fire. Jesus preached those messages. How come we're not preaching these messages in the church? I'll tell you why we're not preaching these messages in the church. Because if you turned on the TV tomorrow morning and you heard somebody preaching that, you'd flip it right off. And you wouldn't send them any money. And if you don't send them any money, they go off the air. I'm for all for encouraging people and making people feel good and lifting people and helping people. But I'm going to tell you what, if we do that at the expense of raising the standard of righteousness and holiness and godliness and cleanness and responsibility before God, man, we have fallen. We have fallen from grace. We have fallen far from grace. 
because I don't care. All that other stuff is meaningless. What good would it be if I had success and prosperity and money and all this and promotion and I get to the end of my life and I step into eternal life and nothing there? Or I get to the, I get to the judgment seat of Christ and Jesus opens up to, to the Raymond Hegestiliano's page. He's got to find it because it's in the back of the book. And he says, son, what are you doing here? Well, I'm here to be judged, you know, get my rewards. Well, there are none. You can go into heaven, enjoy yourself, but there are none. Because you didn't do this and you didn't do that. You didn't do this. See, nobody preaches that. Nobody preaches that because that doesn't sell tapes. That doesn't sell books. And that doesn't bring money into the ministry. But you know what? The day that my goal is to sell books, sell tapes, and bring money into the ministry is the day I turn in my preaching license. I've got a fire burning in my soul. The devil has tried to quench it on me numerous times. He's tried to die me out, cool me down, push me back, hush me up. He's tried everything, but I refuse. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I cut my teeth on the fear of God and on the power of God and on the anointing of God. I saw miracles. I saw signs. I saw wonders. It was a, it was a common thing to see people get healed and blessed, backs healed and eyes healed and, 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 and cancers driven out. I cut my teeth on that kind of stuff and I refuse to give in to the pressures of this society where, where Christians are going today. If you want to come and just get a happy clappy <laughs> sermon, it ain't always going to be like that. Because I know, remember, when, when God told Joshua, he said, go assemble the people, sanctify yourselves, for you're going to see signs and wonders. Sanctification has to happen before signs and wonders and miracles. I'm getting a lot of amens over here. I think I got to come back here and preach a little heavier. I think some of you need me to come preach real close. But it's the truth. We need the fear of the Lord back in our lives. Don't you shake your fist at God. Don't you thumb your nose at God. Don't you ever forget for one moment that you're not the master of your own life. People are all over the place, confused, mixed up, splitting up churches here, there, gone all over creation because nobody's listening to God. If we were listening to God, we wouldn't look like the Keystone Cops. If we were listening to God, we'd obey the voice of God. We'd obey the direction of the Holy Spirit and everything would be in harmony and peace and joy and everybody would be happy. God told me to do this and God called me to do that and God told me the other thing. I, I don't know. One day you're telling me God said this. Next day God told you this. Next day God told you that. Sounds like God is confused. Sounds like God doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know about you. Maybe I'm different. God's told me a few things in my life and I'm still doing them. I haven't changed anything. I'm still preaching the same things. I'm still moving in the same direction. God hasn't changed. You know what it sounds to me like? It sounds to me like there is a great, great discontentment that has fallen upon the body of Christ. People, we want instant. We don't want to sit and wait on God to perfect us and make us and change us and develop us and teach us how to get through some difficult times. We just want everything instant right now. Microwave, one minute tea, come on. Put the oatmeal. We can't even cook oatmeal. It takes us all of five minutes to cook oatmeal. 
We got to have instant oatmeal, boil the water, pour it in. Man, some of us this morning would be all right if we missed a little oatmeal. But we want it instant. And this is why the body of Christ is all a confused myth. We were led by the spirit of God and we had the fear of God and we were, we were walking humbled, humbly before the presence of almighty God knowing that we're nothing. Yes. We're nothing. We're just a vapor. We're just passing through. Don't hold on to anything because you're not going to have it for very long. Even if you make it to your day of death, you're not going to take it with you. So don't cling to it. Don't love it. Don't worship it. Don't bow down to it. It's going to die. You're not going to have it anymore. The only thing you're, the only thing you're entering the new life with is your spirit and, and the things you did in the spirit in the name of Jesus. How many people did you love? How many people did you help? How many people did you bless? How many people that were down did you pick them up? How many people did you talk to, to about God and about Jesus? How many people did you pray for? Or all, or, or all that you did is complain, mumble, grumble, seek for how I can get more and be discontent with what you have. The only thing you leave this life with is the things you've done in the spirit. And it all begins by fearing God because if you fear God, if you understand and have a good, healthy respect for God, you begin to walk very gingerly, carefully. I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. I'm not taking matters into my own hands. If I goof up, I'm going to repent I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm going to repent. I'm going to repent. I'm going to forgive even if I have a right to hold on forgiveness. I'm going to forgive and I'm going to thank God that he's going to help me to the other side of this thing. Got to have a good, healthy fear of the Lord because one day we're all going to step over Every funeral that I do, I, people give me the look of shock when I make this statement. They say, we're all here today, and one day, every one of us are going to be in this same place. Every one of us are going to step over this line of life. You know, it's amazing how humans live like they're going to live forever. No fear of God. Because <sighs> if you fear God, you know that you are one, one breath Listen to me. If you fear God, you know that you are one breath away from eternity. I go to bed at night with that thought that I am one breath. If something malfunctions in my body tonight, I could wake up in eternity by morning. Come on. One breath away from eternity. Yet we live so recklessly like it's never going to happen. Oh, my God. The fear of God. We need to have the fear of God. We need, to, we need to get it right. Am I preaching too long? One breath. Think about it. One stinking breath. One breath away from eternity. How we have to live in that fear of God. Because that day, I've often thought of this, and I've asked God to do this. Lord, Please, I believe in long life, but, you know, things go crazy sometimes. I don't want to die too young. 
Not now. Because I don't think I'm ready to meet you. I thought about this. I thought about what is it going to be like the day that I step over into eternity and I'm face to face with God. Think about it. Some of us are just too casual about it. I mean, we're with the Holy One of all creation. The God who made this vast universe with all its complexities, the stars just hanging in the sky. And it's scary, you know, when I, when I first saw those shots from the moon coming back to Earth, I thought, how, how, is, how is Earth just hanging there? There's no strings, there's no foundation, there's nothing, it's just hanging. The foundation is God's word. He's holding everything together by the power of his word. Think of how awesome God is. And yet I live my life like I'm never going to see him. But I could, I could go home tonight and never, and never open my eyes again and one second step over and be face to face with the king of glory. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I know, I know. You're, you're, you're saying, well, if any man be in Christ, he is new. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't have any doubt that I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. I just want to make sure that I get everything right on this side of eternity before I get on that side. That's a pretty scary thought, isn't it? But you know what? We've been intoxicated by a lot of other things, but we've got to start thinking real. Nobody likes to make a will. Nobody likes to plan for their death because nobody's planning on dying. But it's the most important thing you can do because when you die, it's done. And it leaves a mess for somebody else. Well, it's the same with our lives. We don't, we don't you know, we're not planning on dying today, but we need to think, wait a minute, how am I living my life? Because it's going to be too late once I die and I get over there. I got to get this right on this side of eternity, not when, I, when, I, not when I'm over there. Because let me tell you what, I don't know what background you have, but I came out of Catholic Church where they teach you that you go to purgatory and they put you on low heat for a while. <laughs> put you on the warm cycle. And then, and then what happens is you hope that their fa- your family buys enough of these mass cards so that they say enough masses for you to get you out of purgatory. I'm still wondering, you know, how do you know if somebody got out of purgatory? How do you know when enough is enough? How many of these masses? How much are you supposed to do? They, they never put a limit on it. So, you know, what, how, do, how do you know when somebody... See, there ain't no such place as purgatory. There's a heaven, there's a hell, and there's earth. And once you leave earth, you're going up or down. You're going to heaven or you're going to hell. That's it. There ain't no stopover. And there ain't no prayers that I can pray, you can pray, we can pray, anybody can pray enough to get you from one place to the other. You have better taken care of that before you left terra firma. You better have taken care of that before you set foot off of earth and life. You better make sure you know where you're going. That's why we're preaching. Get saved. Get Jesus in your life. Give your life to Jesus now. You don't know. You don't know. We've had people sit here on Sunday morning, and by the next Sunday, they were dead and gone. Finished. Man, I'm preaching all over the place, but I'm having a good time. The fear of God. We need the fear of God back in our lives. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.